was cool. So, Logan, round two of the Soulcast. Uh, probably uh, a conversation that needs to happen, I feel. <laughs> yeah, man, definitely. Long overdue, I think. So um, I wanted to speak with you about your South American foray because I know that when I traveled there, I uh, did a bit of backpacking. I know you were uh, doing a similar thing. Uh, a lot of life lessons and a very unique experience that I just wanted to get uh, your your uh, thoughts on. What you know? What did you do over there? What was the goal? And speak a little bit about the lessons you've learned. Um, so I think the goal. Man, this is interesting. I haven't really. Uh, I don't know that I've really like reflected too. I did definitely have, but not like this. You know. Um, yeah. So I think the goal was just i was in a place where especially with how crazy the united states was um you know i was just like every everything was just like i just wanted to go somewhere where i could not even have to think about all the the stupid things going on in the united the states and just the, the, yeah all the bullshit and just the displacement of energy um yeah. and i was also too at that time um you know i was in tallahassee florida with with my partner k dot um and our the house that the place i was renting that was ending um and it got really cold there and then i went up to ohio where i'm from for the holidays and uh you know that was very very cold and so i definitely wanted to go somewhere really warm right and so south america was that and really just go somewhere and uh have a new experience you know see what else is out there especially you see all of the you know all of the people talking about you know i guess like the expat people or you know all these other countries are so much better and i just never really done that the only other place outside of the states i had been was mexico um so yeah i was just excited to see something new do something new mm -hmm. i also wanted to i had been doing a little bit of uh i guess mma training you know for a few haphazard boxing classes yeah um a little, like just some inter really really introductory jujitsu and so there was also just a really cool opportunity to go and really immerse myself in that yeah um and man i don't know life lessons so i think it gave me a lot of perspective which is i think the point of always of the end result of traveling man you get such a big yeah. perspective on life yeah and it, it gave me a lot of perspective there it gave me a lot of appreciation for for what the united states is and isn't um mm. you know is, at the end of the day it's there's a lot of cons especially you know with the modern west but there's a lot of pros there's a lot of pros man the um, most pros one could argue <laughs> the, the, the most pros especially if you're some you know any form of of self-originating thinker and you know ambitious <laughs> there's you know just seeing that and i because i and i liked south america a lot it was cool but it was really interesting man like especially in brazil a lot of those a lot of the people it's just a different culture and you know like so one big takeaway from that was you know a lot of people in the united states are locked in this hustle bustle you know kind of like drone mindset really stressed out always going somewhere always doing yeah. something yeah and then i went to brazil and it was the complete opposite of that mm. like people you know chilling. a lot of the people who were yeah, big chilling you know if you <laughs> asked if you went up to a lot of people in this in the street there and you're like hey you, know, you can make an extra 
$200,000 next year. All you got to do is work an extra 30 hours a week. They would be like, well, I could do that. But, um, you know, we were going to go to Roscoe and smoke a J on the beach <laughs> and surf. Like, you want to come? Life. Yeah. And so it was just really, really interesting to see that and, um, and give me a lot of perspective there in terms of, you know, people want to shit on the United States and there's a lot of reasons for that. And I think there's a good balance, right? You need a little bit of that Brazil kind of chill energy. Mm. Um, or a lot of people do in America, I think, but, um, man, it was just like, you know, that's cool and all, but, uh, I would still take, you know, the, like I'm always gonna like America's a, a capitalist society and I'm always gonna take the chance at having everything if I really bust my ass versus you know just kind of yeah settling I guess maybe that's not the right word but just settling into that kind of cozy chill energy and just being but it's a balance right and I so find really I can only enjoy that after I've done a particularly hard bout of work and if you had that lifestyle like every day it, I think it would just get like humans are meant to work they're meant to create and if you mm -hmm. didn't have that all the time, like like you said, it's a balance. And maybe South America has a bit too much chilling, and maybe America has, or well, it's definitely you could say that America has too much stress, work, work, work. You know, perform. It's a very individual performance-based culture in every Western nation, and that's a part of you know how they've broken up family ties and community ties in general. Like most people don't even know their next door neighbors. Like they're, it's this weird. Like they're the people that live next door to you bro you should be forming a community around that and i think all the better societies have that mindset south america for <laughs> sure much more family-based and you know they're the things we can learn about the other cultures that aren't you know putting your fucking grandparents in a home and locking them away with people that they don't know for the last five years of their life like that's pretty hectic if you think about it and it's because of this atomized individualistic culture which is unsustainable but does lead to the environment where you can perform it's about not letting it get to you as well like a lot of the stress that people let themselves feel one is a result of shit diet no sleep you know all those things that make you feel more stressed even though the situation is the same but mm -hmm. it's it's such a like you can just disconnect from that as well like obviously some situations are more stressful than others but a lot of the time you're getting upset over things that, okay, you're working, you have to work for now. You're working in some other things, but you're here now and your life is here now as well. You can enjoy it by slowing down and not stressing over every fucking little thing. I remember you had a great tweet yesterday, which was um, commenting about problems. And you were commented about this guy who couldn't stand up properly in a wheelchair, like lost the his leg movement and then worked back to get mm -hmm. it. Um, just having perspective like that's a problem everything else that most people listening to this podcast myself included um you don't have problems really Dude, at the end of the day yeah i mean most of our it's so funny because i get in periods where and i think we we might have even talked about this a little bit last time you know i get in periods where i'm like not truly truly like just aligned and really you know because once you and i know you feel this um like once you get everything so dialed in and you're just really doing things you like and you're you're tapped in like that and you're present in your work and you're appreciative of that yeah it's a really like it's a really cool kind of high 
Yeah. And yeah. so for me personally, when things aren't going just like that, I'll, I have a tendency to almost harp on it and, and just like push my nose to the brimstone until it gets back to that. And yeah. it's, um, yeah. do you think it's a question it's of really working hard to tap in or just achieving the right, like doing on the right work or what do you think it is that makes that balance right for you? It's, it's interesting because I, I think it's, it's something that I'm still working through a lot um, and, and figuring out. I think it, a big part of it is doing the right work. And I think when I think about it, I think almost like the concept to me, there's like this dichotomy that I really haven't figured out yet in my life truly. Um, and it's the, the balance between, you know, like where do you draw the line between just competing with yourself, but then also, you know, setting like an objective standard of excellence, right? And I think the the answer is just doing a little bit better every day and and really finding the the right work. But then there is that objective marker of like, okay, are you hitting your the goals that you really want to achieve, right? Yeah. And um and it's it's a hard thing to sort through. But for me it's really just at the end of the day, I've been thinking about it a lot lately. It really comes down to, I think, your relationship with time, right? And having the, I think most people just really, really think way too short term. I think way too, way too short term, majority of the time. Yeah. You know, whenever I get into a thing where I'm like, it's basically you want to find the habits that you're comfortable doing, nothing but that for 10 years straight. And if you can do that, you're never going to lose ever because yeah. everyone else will always shoot more short-sighted and they'll always have this, that, that sort of like hustle and bustle stress. Whereas you won't, it's just really becoming process-based versus outcome-based in a way. Yeah. Setting the stage and this, I'm huge on habits, man. Like you build good habits and then you become a slave to them. And that's really the, the way to success, like full stop. There's no, it's not some massively complex thing. It's like, think of the person you want to be. What does that person do each day? Okay. Spends a few hours handling business tasks in the morning. He stretches, he, uh, you know, goes for walks. He's exercising, he's eating well. Uh, what do I need to do in a day to facilitate that? And how can I get to that spot? Like, and then you just do that each day. And through time, you're going to become the person that you have ideally planned to be. Um, and it's as simple as that. And when you know you're doing the right things each day, like you said, you can drop the performance anxiety that people have. Oh, am I doing good enough? It's like, I know I'm doing this each day. Let's enjoy it. Let's still be in the moment doing these things but then you're still going to progress and as long as most of your days are obviously there's going to be times when you're traveling or you're just mixing it up and doing different things but if you can retain the core ideals uh through life and stick to that then you're good and you can enjoy it yourself a bit more rather than be stressed about performance yeah 100 percent. and i think that's something that i've really um, messed up, you know, the the last maybe eight months to even a year as I, as I have been like really traveling and like always putting, um, putting myself in a scenario where I have to make XYZ happen or else I'm going to be in a, you know, a not ideal situation. 
and I keep like levering up like that. And it is really something that hit me, like, I think last week and just realizing like, wow, you know, I'm in Miami now and just really, I need to stop thinking in terms of two month blocks and really just get mm. into a place where I can sit down and say, okay, you know, I think a home base will, will help with that a little bit. I'm still kind of in a flux looking for like, you know, my long, where I'm going to stay long-term apartment wise, things like that, just sorting yeah. all that out. Um, but just really getting to a place where I have those things defined for, and I'm okay doing nothing but that for the next six years. And that's yeah. like, that's really how I'm starting to think about things now. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're still young, man. What you're 21, right? Or 22. Yeah. 22. So like, mm -hmm. you're still very, you know, ahead of the curve, I would say with that perspective at your age, I wasn't as locked in uh, when I was younger. It's just a process of learning, I guess. But some people never learn that. Um, the home base is such a key one. Like, obviously, you want to be going off partying or just traveling and doing all new things all the time, but that life doesn't work out like that all the time. So having a home base, which you just curate to your specific needs like what do you like um you have all your health things set up there and you have a, a system where you get to enjoy like just being at home uh i think it's so important because then it becomes like a sanctuary and you can chill in the way that you want to you know you got salt lamps going you got incense you know it's your chill place you can recover and recuperate but also be comfortable with to you know i am going to put more you're going to put more hours of work in at your computer if it's a nice place to be in. That's I think it's like a, a hack almost is to make your surroundings that you're in as aesthetic as possible because it is pleasing even subconsciously to just be in a nice environment. Um, I like to go to coffee in nice hotels uh, in the mornings, like the bars that they have just because it's a nice place to be around. And I think that's important. It motivates your work. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and I've, I've been, you know, the past like month and a half uh, in Airbnbs, hotel rooms, and yeah. I've noticed that a lot. It makes a huge difference. Like, I don't even want to, it's so just like annoying to be in there working compared to, you know, the, 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 the cozy, you know, yeah, yeah. on in the morning, house music going or synth yeah. or whatever it is, you know, just Food really right there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's a huge thing too. You know, everybody wants to, you know, have that sort of travel, you know, cool travel, wanderlust, whatever you want to call it <clears throat> mindset. But, uh, if you're any at all health oriented, it does not help at all. It's a massive, um, hindrance to doing all those things that you want to do to get your body to the next level and not even your mind you know it's going to cut into your work when you can't really systemize that out and you know you're eating out more and doing all these different things it's 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 not easy to do yeah um it reminds me of stan efforting when he goes on his uh you know takes flights to go to conferences or gives speeches or whatever uh do you know who yeah. he is bodybuilder right yeah yeah i love um, stan efforting yeah, one of the goats. Uh, he t has to take like an esky of like eight hot meals that he has prepped in thermoses and he'll have like six thermoses <laughs> in a big bag that he takes with him on flights because he can't miss his meals and he doesn't want to eat the garbage. Such a boss move. Yeah, huge. <laughs> 
huge boss move. I uh, that's what I should do, honestly. But uh, it's just not quite there yet. I'm not perfect, but yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the that's top level of prior preparation. And if you want to travel and stuff, you got to do things like that if you're seriously committed. I mean, it's possible. The main thing is it's the food. Possible. You don't eat enough. It's fucking anything you eat has got seed oils in it on the road. Yeah, man, it's been it's been tough. I've been I posted about them the other day, but I've been eating a bunch of uh, these liver chips from from carnivore Aurelius mm. as a a good on the go snack. It's been pretty pretty good to me if I can't find something you know like quick when I need it wherever. Yeah. that's I need to try them. Disgusting. He um was gonna send me some, but I think they got lost. But yeah, keen to try them. Yeah, highly, highly recommend that. Um, so you were training jujitsu and stuff over there. How was that? Yeah, dude, it was, uh, it was really good. I love it. Um, I want to pursue it. And that's been one other thing that's been kind of throwing me off the past couple of weeks is it's been just like hit or miss finding things around here. Uh, or just like going Gyms. in for a couple of days a week. Yeah. Just, um, like finding the gym that I, I know yeah. the gym that I want to train at, but then logistically it's just a mess right now because yeah. I I don't have a car down here right now. And it's just like, wow, like I'm not going to Uber $60 worth of Ubers every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like $1,500 a month and that's yeah. not really worth it. So just figuring out those logistics, but um, yeah, man, MMA and, and Jiu-Jitsu and Muay Thai and all these different things have been amazing. I love them. It's, uh, I think I got to a point too where you know because i used to play football or or i used to play everything growing up and then yo yo audio oh we're back go on sorry word word okay so yeah i mean i was in a weird weird spot where you know i played sports all of my life growing up and then i played college ball while i before i left school and um I got to a really weird place, man, where I was really bored, you know, especially when I'm locked in and, you know, grinding and I get, you know, my body to where it needs to be All my lifts or where they, you know, need to be and things like that. Yeah. I just really don't care enough, which is kind of ironic because I think a lot of the people that are listening or anyone that's seen my stuff probably thinks, oh, how could that ever be? Because, you know, I've, I've, I guess I've built sort of a persona around those things, but, um, I just don't care enough about about bodybuilding you know after i get to a certain point i just get very very bored of it um you know i don't have any desire to be like insanely massive or i mean you can always get leaner and look better right but uh, <laughs> yeah but um yeah it's just like not a, a true i enjoy it but it's not like my thing you know yeah and yeah. so M- mma and, and all those things have been something where it really, you know, has kind of reignited the passion to to work on cool. something. And it's and especially too with with the way the world is too, you know, that that feeling of of violence is uh, it's amazing, you know, because we talked about presence. Like nothing makes you more present than mm. having some dude that's 40 pounds lighter than you and just way more skilled, you know, choke you out or or getting hit in the face. Like yeah. you have to be present. True. I'm thinking about, but it's also too just like, you know, it's the only thing that feels real anymore. So much of the, mm. what we do 
even even dude even business it doesn't even feel real you know? <laughs> I've, I've had really like, big wins and i've had you know losses and all these different things but at the end of the day it's like you're doing things on my laptop like it doesn't feel real it's not yeah, tangible yeah. and there's know, very man. few things anymore that are that are real and and that's you know maybe the biggest one obviously you have your your close friends and your family and then this crazy community that we're building on the internet and things like that yeah. but it's just like i want things that feel real and nothing is more real than getting you know caught with a left hook i'm sure i haven't oh i used to work as a bouncer so i've been in a few fights but um i've never been actually hit in the head properly because i was always dodging out of the way <laughs> um, so I can imagine it would be a wake-up call to get bushed in the head by someone if you're not paying attention. What does it feel like? Oh, yeah. it, I mean, you've been knocked out. No, no, and it's and everything I've done so far. I still have a long way to go too with with all that stuff. Everything course, I've done course. so far, you know, it's you have headgear on, things like that. But it's just, yeah. uh, I mean, obviously, it doesn't feel great. Although I maybe 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 I'm weird in the sense because like when I played football, you know, obviously you're not supposed to spear, but I loved hitting people with my head in, in the football helmet. Like it's very very enjoyable, um, yeah. which is like, probably pretty weird. But it's just uh, you know it just wakes you up and it forces you to tighten up, and it's just like you can't focus on anything else but that, and it's just very. Uh, I love the feeling of too, just like the adrenaline you get from it, you know, mm. uh, it gets, it's like fight or flight, but it's constructive and it's fantastic. Yeah. I can imagine. Did you find that because um, you're lifting, like I know it's mostly technique, but there's gotta be some benefit to having more muscle and, or just that potential of muscle activation. If you've done heavy lifting going into it, compared to not being trained do you think advantage yeah it's, it's it's really interesting um and like i said i think i'm you know maybe different from your your average i guess bodybuilder in the sense of everything yeah. that i've trained for essentially my whole life has been to you know be strong but also utilize it you know i yeah. played I played Athletic. linebacker. Athletic. yeah i played linebacker and so you know if i'm getting really strong in any sort of pressing movement that was then built to be repped into, you know, striking a, an offensive lineman or a tight end or whatever. Yeah. And so I've always yeah. sort of had that, I guess, transfer. Um, there's definitely a huge benefit, especially in, I think, in boxing. It's, but it's really weird because, you know, with striking, I feel like it's it's very similar to you keep people. You either have heavy hands or you don't. And it's not really something that you can train. So honestly, I would say it maybe even has a negative benefit. You know, if you took your average guy that could say bench 315 versus your average guy that can bench 225, the, they, the average guy that benches 225 might punch just as hard, you know, mm. um, because he, he's, he's a lot faster and it's just a, like a lot more coordinated. So I don't, I mean, it definitely, it also depends what kind of, you know, fighter you are too, right? You, if you have that power and it like naturally carries over, then you're going to like, that's probably my biggest asset, but it's also my downfall too, because I also probably 
tire out quicker than guys that are lighter and less less strong um mm. and it's also really interesting because you don't want to you don't want to rely on that you know everybody that i talked to and that i trained with thus far they were like you want to utilize your strength as as little as you possibly can yeah because otherwise it'll just become a crutch for you yeah because you're you're utilizing that rather than understanding concepts and and getting on better technique wise things like that yeah what's your training like at the moment uh you lift any heavy weights or yeah i i've i've started toning it down i've been doing a lot of like work stuff and just been back and forth so it's really just been maintaining while i get truly truly settled in yeah um but i think so i've like i said i've just been maintaining doing random kind of stuff there's a really really cool um outdoor gym on in south beach that uh that we've been going to um and just going there they have they they have barbells everything you need um so been doing that and running but i think here very very soon i'm gonna really really dial the the heavy lifting stuff back a little bit for a while and i always Mm. do I, i kind of oscillate with a lot of these things you know there's uh I want to get off the heavy lifting so much and really focus on some of the the more I don't know what the right word maybe I guess like cutting edge or kind of esoteric um, you know there's a lot of things with with the body that I think general bodybuilding doesn't quite cover and there's just a lot of room to still be improved on with a lot of these things from the the mainstream strength and conditioning or bodybuilding world there's a lot of what you say esoteric what do you mean by that so like one thing that i've been working on really really heavily um and i recommend anyone listening to this to to check them out too is i've been you know talking with and going back and forth and reading a lot of their stuff and applying it um the the gota guys and there's a lot of things with your feet that you can do that that will enable you to, you know, be strong, but also build these, these biomechanic patterns that allow you to express a lot more athleticism, a lot more resiliency, right? And so I've been working with a lot of these sort of concepts, things orienting your your arches and, and training your feet and putting the right pressure through your feet, you know, working through your lateral ball of foot rather than your medial ball of foot, not letting your ankle bone collapse in at all, you know, sort of setting up a high arch when you're doing a lot of these movements. And there's a huge carryover and it's really just cultivating a, a higher awareness towards your physiology that you know working on these things and keeping my you know the lateral ball of foot pressure and now it's really really insane because my you know i'm squatting but my squat is so different now than what it was you know when i was like 18 or 19 because i was really really strong during that time but i wasn't the athlete i was still a good athlete but i wasn't the athlete i could have been because i didn't i didn't know these things one and just the, the the way that I was taught, I just don't think was ideal. So there's a lot of concepts like that where, you know, I'm kind of looking to almost rebuild my body in a weird way. Yeah. Not that I'm unhappy with it, but just build it from the ground up for, for function. I think that's a big problem, you know, and obviously you and I both have, you know, built our, I guess our brands or whatever you want to call it on 
on this sort of awareness and, and helping people become more aware of these concepts. But that, that that's truly what it is. When you really understand how things are supposed to work in that regard, you're able to do so much more of them. Like one example that I think really, really, it's like an easy to understand example, right? It's like, uh, you know, anterior pelvic tilt. Like most people have that problem. And honestly, I feel like the problem isn't even necessarily what they're doing. I mean, that's definitely a piece of it, right? Stop sitting, walk more, you know, stretch. But if they really understood, you know, how how their their hip flexors and their glutes antagonize each other and pull against each other, and they cultivated a bigger awareness of that, the things that they do to fix it are going to multiply, you know, fivefold in the actual result they get from it. Because when you have intention and you're doing these things with intention and awareness, you know, so rather than, you know, them just doing a hip flexor stretch, they're really mm. thinking about almost rolling, rolling their hips underneath themselves and extending their hips while they're getting that stretch and activating that glute, which is yeah. antagonizing Pushing your hip forward. flexor. Yeah, now they're getting like, they're, it's the same exact movement, but their intention and their awareness to it is going to drive their results, you know, maybe three times more than than just going about going through the motions. And so that's something that I've been really, really working on right now. I'm probably going to move towards, you know, like I said, I really am thinking I want to pursue it and just even if nothing comes from it, just go in and work my ass off every day for the next three years and just see what happens, you know? Yeah. Um, and so taking my training back from, you know, the more bodybuilding, um, aesthetics, strength, that kind of deal, and just building the, the most resilient, um, effective, efficient body that I can while still maintaining some of that strength, you know, a lot of single leg work, a lot of unilateral yeah. upper body work, um, and then just mixing in a lot of these really, really cool kind of esoteric concepts. But yeah, that's that's where my training's at right now. I don't want to go on too much of a rant with that. No, it's good. Um, I think I've been like slowly coming around to the same realization, I think, just through my own experimentation with the body. Like so much of muscle building, I think, is just tapping in to the unactivated or potential muscle cells that you just haven't ha made the neural connection to. And the more muscle you build, the more you can activate and potentiate with that mind-muscle connection. But it's a skill in itself. There's lifting, but then there's lifting by contracting the specific muscle cells that you want to activate and then bracing with other antagonistic muscles. And that is a skill in itself. And that mm -hmm. only comes from years of gymming but the more that I work on my flexibility, particular with, particularly with yoga, all of that is just pushing to the end range of where your mind, where your control of those muscle cells kind of stops and then finding that extra few percent each time you're in the position and holding the strength. Like flexibility is not, it's not this tight thing that you know, needs to be stretched. It's just the body protecting where you're weak. So all of these mm -hmm. flexibility techniques, eventually you need to actually, you know, doing the splits, actively using your glutes to push your legs away like that, rather than it just being, you know, these tight muscles that you can kind of let go. And that's yin yoga a, a bit, like you don't want to be uh, 
activating muscle cells when you're doing in positions but in general having that conscious control uh is where most people like just from they've never used them before and sitting down and everything you don't need to use your glutes as much um rather than walking but i find it such a massive translation to you know squatting you're more present through the whole part of the rep rather than just kind of thinking right push my quads on the way up like it it's very controlled it's a lowered descent and i'd always i go back to um what's our ancient ancestors right frogs mm -hmm. think about how frog swims the same glute muscles except they have completely wide hips you know way more than any human would be able to do or unless they've trained but you mimic that action when you're pushing with the glutes you'll get much better activation rather than what i think at least for myself when i first started it's like okay the glutes push up and down you know, it's, it's slightly different than that and when you can visualize like you said you know what each part of the muscle is trying to do and which way it should go you that actually lets you have a bit of a framework for expanding your mind muscle connection which i think is super important yeah dude i'm i'm so big on stuff like that and there's a lot of i've got like a few things i want to touch on now that you brought that up right yeah and so without, yeah that's so firstly that's shaped a lot of my philosophy in terms of training my body um when i first dropped out of college i i found there was a it was a, it used to be a gym in clearwater it's called atg and um have you ever seen like knees over toes guy on ig he's the i've heard of him yeah and so he was the the owner of that and there was a couple really really good you know guys they were all you know partners in that and and him and then you know one of my good friends um his name's his name's jeff he has he's opening up a gym up in either clearwater or tampa now and they had like this really almost proprietary system for unlocking that new strength and everything that you just said there like i look at uh you know, lifting and stretching, they're the same thing, really, when you, mm. think about, when you think about it. It's just a different emphasis of the stimulus you're placing on your body. And, yeah. it, and it, you have to have both and you have to have the right awareness of both for them to have the proper effect that, that you're going to want. And you're, and you're so spot on when you say that having that awareness in the intention and that's a great way to think about it is tapping into the muscle cells because i think the more you can stimulate all these different senses you know feel touch smell sight etc mm. uh, the more input you can get with that the more you can you know touch like really tap into feeling it and, and getting more results from that and then it's really interesting you brought up so that's my first point is that you know lifting and lifting and stretching are essentially the same thing you're just you're just tweaking some variables you know you're sacrificing load for for range but in in theory you want to be doing you know you want to be maximizing the like you don't want to drop it off if you can right like if you think about a you know what is the difference really between a an, a Romanian deadlift in stretching your hamstrings, there's not really that big of a difference. I mean, yes, obviously you're hinging with a with a Romanian deadlift, but you're you're strengthening your hamstrings. Like when you're stretching, you're strengthening, right? You're you're placing tension 
on your hamstrings through an elongated position. Now, what are you doing during during a Romanian deadlift? You're doing the same exact thing. You're just sacrificing a little bit of that range for a lot more mechanical tension from the weight, right? Yeah, so you end up developing, just a quick point, um, that middle range strength, but not your end range strength, which is essentially what stretching is. Yeah, and so, but I, you know, really push, and a lot of the people that I work with, I really push them to do that. Like, for example, most people, when they squat, they they think that it, they don't need to get in those end range position. And if you just want to get, you know, huge, yeah, you don't. But if you want to build the most resilient body and the most efficient body, you know, working through a full range squat is going to be far, far better than you, in my opinion, than doing otherwise. And people will say, oh, you know, you get a lot of, uh, I think cope responses there and they're like, oh, well, your spine's in a weird position and stuff like that. And that's another thing that I think I kind of differs from my philosophy. Like, I don't necessarily think that there are, and there's maybe some, but there's not like positions that you shouldn't be in. It's whether or not your body is strong enough for you to handle that. And if you have strength in that, in that positioning that's deemed unfavorable, probably gonna be fine, right? You know, like people really shy away from training like lumbar flexion. Lumbar flexion is fine if your lumbar is if your lumbar spine is strong and the muscles that are supporting, and I don't mean the actual spine, I mean the region, right? But if your, you know, your lower back muscles are strong, there's not a problem with having flexion. If you look at any any elite athlete, they're being put in those positions. You know, anybody that's doing anything rigorous is being put in those positions. It's whether or not their body is strong enough and you know firing in the correct way in a non-injury patterning to allow them to handle that. And that's yeah, well, there's, one- there's no bad exercises. There's only exactly. people that don't have the flexibility to perform that or the strength. And it's like I posted the other day um, saying, hey, I've been supersetting overhead military press into behind the neck press um, as like a shoulder blaster. And it's all because, because the recent kind of <clears throat> my muscle connection thing I've realized is that you know, the shoulder is your front and back. You have your front delts and your back delts and you can focus one or the other, but they're still all working in unison. And so you're, it's like this entire top half push forward up where you're stabilizing the back and as if you were trying to, you know, push the ceiling away from you. Um, mm-hmm. It's like an entire thing rather than just like, when I first started lifting, it was like, I'm shoulder pressing, okay, my anterior deltoid. And maybe it's just, you know, weakness turning into strength, but, I've found that my musculature has made a massive improvement from this realization of, okay, so my deadlift is a loaded stretch, essentially. And you just, you attach your hands at the bottom and then you're flexing your back, you're flexing your glutes and your whole kind of chain of movement there at the same time. It's the same as if you're just, you know, stretching and pushing your back up anyway, but with that load across 100% of the degrees of motion, you know, you need to have control across every degree. And this is, I've been doing like a a deadlift, but on the way down um, and the way up as well, if you're a, you know, you want the extra effort um, as slow as you can, like literally just go all the way down and it forces you to have 
conscious control of the movement um so much so that i think your musculature or mine has and i've gotten bigger since making that connection that people go oh you don't need to be flexible to get big it's made me bigger yeah a hundred percent and that there's um that's not that's not even your opinion either that's i mean they've proven that at this point um you know like if you yeah. look into one guy that I, I went to a conference, I was it's so funny to think about right before I left college, I was still in college, but I went to a conference in Chicago um, to, to hear from, there was a bunch of really cool guys there, but um, I watched Cal Dietz present. He's just, a, he's probably one of the best strength coaches in the United States. He works at Minnesota, I believe, unless he left. Um, and that's his whole thing is that the more you can slow down that eccentric or the lengthening cycle or the, you know, lowering the bar to your chest in a bench press, lowering the bar and sitting down into a squat, the more you can slow that down, the more you're going to, you know, create a bigger stimulus and actually make more change to your musculature. And so the more you can do that in a, in a mobile fashion and get the most range of motion possible, you know, you're going to have much better results. You're going to build more muscle. And it really all stems back to having that awareness. And it's really interesting too, because one area that where I've made a ton, like it's insane how much you can make a change to your, to your body and your health is, you know, with breathing, right. And having the awareness mm. of that and, you know, like the, the concept of, of mewing and all those different things. And that's cool. You know, the, the aesthetic benefit of that you is nice and your posture but gets you, better you know uh, yeah that's what i was going to touch on your posture changes so much your shoulders roll back your hips are able to now fully extend you you can open up and actually engage your lower abs the way they're supposed to and it has just this ripple effect through your body and it's all stemmed from really no big I mean, I guess you're making a change, but it's really just having the awareness of it at all. Yeah. And you kind of tap into that excess range. And it really, you, you touched on the frogs too. And there's, and I think that's a really interesting concept because at its core, nature has all of the same patterns in yeah. everything, yeah. right? There, there's sort of, you know, I guess divine geometry, or I don't know how familiar you are with things like, like Fibonacci spirals, yeah, or, yeah. you know, Da Vinci and all these things. If you can trace every single piece of that back to your human, human body, you know, and the way that a frog's hips extend, and, you know, I guess that would be more of a an abduction, an adduction, sort of a, a rotational movement, but that's how everything works. Your body is always, you know, either, and I posted something about this the other day too, you know, it, your body's always either expanding or compressing. It's, it's, it's moving in these waves. Everything moves in waves. We are energy. That's what, that's what we are. And so you, the more awareness you can have of that and, and place it in the right place, you're going to tenfold the results you're getting because you're working with nature rather than against it and unfortunately the modern world that we live in and all of its you know i guess cons are placing you into a situation where you're working against it a lot of times and especially with a lot of the the knowledge that's out there yeah i mean it's just <clears throat> surface level understanding versus you've been doing it for 10 years you know intuitively what your body feels like 
you know what works, you know what doesn't, and then it's just the slow if you're actually interested in research and you know i think it's lived experience as well it's, it's like the whole concept of dad strength dad strength mm-hmm. is even though they might not look particularly big they've had 40 years of practicing how to activate their forearms so that in itself and that potential and there's variation of course but i think dad strength is just practice of 40 years of fucking holding a hammer or you know doing manual work uh, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's really interesting too because I think it it ties back into intention as well. Um, you know, I think dad strength is a really really interesting concept to bring up because you think about like there's so many young guys and I got my first taste of this when I first got to college and there were guys that like there were dudes that were also linebackers that i would drill with and practice every day dude i was way stronger than them as like an incoming freshman you know or i could bench more than them but like their hands were so much heavier than mine and then you realize okay why is that okay he's had three years of wrestling with these bears you know six foot 300 pound offensive linemen and the only real difference there is you change the intention behind how you're doing these things and you you really and i think that's the same thing with dad strength you know at least some dads there's a lot of soy dads out there but um you know when you're when you're doing something because you're protecting your child or something's gonna break in your household or whatever it might be you have a much more violent intention behind it and Mm. it's uh and it carries over i think really really heavily yeah the skin in the game you're always gonna be more in tune and aware and have the potential to perform better when there's more on the line always because it's not it's not real like you said unless there's something on the line whether you've made a big bet or you need to get this deal done or it's a sporting event where it's a big deal like you if you don't let the pressure get to you you have to perform either, you know, sink or swim, which I think is, it's so easy now. And, you know, I'm not saying my life has been, you know, these hectic decisions and heaps of pressure because it hasn't. Uh, but when you are doing things that, not that it matters if you fail, but it's like, it's just more on the line. There's more pressure because everything can be baby wrapped or bubble wrapped uh, in today's society where it doesn't really matter if you fail at this job interview or uh, school or uni. It's very like, there's no real, oh, okay, if we don't hunt, we're gonna not have any food, you know? It's that kind of intensity Mm -hmm. that's so lacking now. And I think you just get more out of yourself when you're at least trying to do harder things that make you feel that way yeah dude 100 percent. i mean it's it's so interesting you know i get a lot of and i think you can parlay these concepts from your body into your life itself right and that's really the big takeaway from training and, and living well is that you can apply these concepts into making every area of your life better because at the end of the day they're all really the same whether it's you know lifting or training or fighting or you know women or relationships or business any it's all really the same concepts from a meta perspective yeah and it's one thing that's really interesting because i i get a lot of um you know younger guys that 
that hit me up and it, it's for me it's almost like it doesn't even make sense because i think like wow i'm still a 22 year old idiot like in so many ways yeah um, but but guys will hit me up and they're like hey you know i don't have any purpose and and i and i get it because it's the, we do have that right there's no real yeah. danger and i think that's a lot of people's problem and it's just taking that and really you know carving out you know that can either be for i think that can either be the greatest realization you can make in your life and that's something that is why i left school it's why i decided to you know blaze my own path and just you know shoot for the stars and if i fail in 20 years i'll feel much better doing that you know than not yeah um but you won't fail but it's really, exactly and, it, and but it's really interesting because you it like just going back it's a it, the intention you know you have to carve out these things for yourself and and go all in on them otherwise you're never going to find it because everything is so easy now you have to actively seek them out and have the intention of finding all of these things or you'll never ever have a shot in finding it you know and even if you have some of that you know, you, you really have to like deeply has to resonate with the every fiber in your being. I'm not saying you have to be geeked up, you know, high on life all the time. Um, even though I try to be, but yeah, you have to have that deep resonating intention to find these things or else you're never going to get any of them or even close to it. Well, I think it's the people, uh, I think it's the, they're pessimistic. They're too pessimistic about it. It's like, okay, you have no purpose. Do you realize that you can create whatever kind of life that you want to lead? Like that in itself and the having the potential capacity to create something, literally design your life, you just have to do the right things each day and move towards where you want to go, visualize it, believe it's already happened, and so it will come to you that in itself is so motivating and like that's your purpose you can fucking leave lead a wonderful life and help lots of people and raise a, fa a beautiful family and have a fucking sick compound where you know you build your own house and all these kinds of beautiful creative things that you could lend your own um your own personal touch to that i think that alone is like oh i don't have a purpose it's like you make your own purpose in the way by being the creative director of your life i think i 100 percent agree with that there is no there is no golden path for yourself you carve out you carve out a path and then whatever you carve out is the golden path but it's not yeah. gonna it's not gonna fall in your lap and i think that's been one of the biggest tenets of my I guess relative success or happiness or whatever the fuck you want to call it yeah. it's just that thinking you know like Make life is a, it, life is a video game and you can trade yeah. off and it's so it's so crazy to me because most of what most and, and I'm not immune to this either I just I had a big epiphany the other day of like how much time I'm still wasting like on my cell phone it's insane yeah. how much time i how much yeah. time i waste but it's like most people are letting these things carve like suck out the energy from them doing the things that they truly truly want and the things that they're giving in or they're do, using or doing in return it's like the most mindless shit 
you know? Yeah. And just like, I mean, they're, they're unhappy and they don't feel like they have any purpose, but at the same time, like, man, you're not even fucking doing anything, really. If you break it down, I mean, there's so many people that are just, I don't know, man, like watching, just consuming mindless entertainment. And it's just, I don't even understand it to an, to an extent anymore. Yeah. Um, it's just crazy to me. Well, it's chemical addiction, I think. You know, we have these portable entertainment devices where these big companies with billions of dollars <clears throat> try to, they literally have rooms of scientists testing things, seeing what best way they can get their hooks into you on their app uh, it's in order for you to spend as much time there, your attention, you know, that's, that's their currency in a way. So... Uh, someone, I was listening to a podcast, it's a very interesting thing. It's so uneven. You think, okay, most humans, they should have the awareness to realize, okay, I'm wasting time on this. You know, I shouldn't do it. But what happens is because there's each individual human is up against a, the collective, uh, you know, let's say Facebook, where they are pulling all of the attention of their users so they're amassing all this wealth and information and data about users and things like that. But they're playing effectively against a single person because that's how they deliver their app. So that's already a massively uneven field. So of course, for the most part, unless you're, you know, even myself, you know, everyone's addicted to their phones. It's, it's a fact at this point, uh, unless you're mm -hmm. very, very mindful or very not everyone, of course, there's people who just, you know, have an old flip phone kind of thing, which I think is probably uh, a good move. But it is this, I think something needs to be done about the companies themselves. Otherwise, you're just going to lose so many people who are not in the right mindset to deal with that kind of thing, which I think is maybe the cause of a lot of the listlessness of most people. And yeah, they have this vague feeling and understanding of, what am I doing? Like, I'm not really doing anything. I'm consuming all the time. Like whether or not they articulate it in those words, that's what's happening. And they feel that general unease, I'm sure, unless they're just completely unconscious and maybe some people are, but they don't know what to do about it because they're stuck in their brains going, get that dopamine, get that dopamine, bitch. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's a very tricky situation that I think more has to be done uh, otherwise, you're just going to lose people like we're seeing now. Yeah. Um, and it's it's so like it's such an interesting concept to think of how how much of a gift, you know, the reason, you know, life can even feel like it's not real or it's a video game now is because of that technology in a lot of ways. Um, but man, it's really it's really, really interesting and it's, it's been something that, and like I said, I'm not immune to this at all. I still do this to an extent, um, but it's just crazy. You know, really, we do need a, a hard reset. And I think that's something that I'm going to try to cultivate in my own life. Like, it's very easy to, to get in that mindset of like, okay, I can do anything and set that vision and that belief in it. And, um, and, you know, set aside my habits and do these things to build that. But then also, you know, detoxifying from, I think a lot of people too, 
and I know like my, me and to an extent, and this is something I've been thinking about a lot recently. Most people have this idea of like, okay, they can do anything and they want to build it. But now even their efforts to do so are so far detached from, from reality because it's hard to discern what is and what isn't real. Like, I mean, is Twitter reality? I don't know. There's people, you know, there's people making tons of money on Twitter, IG, social media, whatever, but like, it's still not, and they should leverage that hundred percent. That's not what I'm saying, but it's, I think a lot of people really need to hard disconnect, you know, yeah. and just get yeah. themselves out in, in, in the world, in reality. I mean, I've been trying to take at least one or two, you know, long walks a day with no cell phone and just leave yeah. it at home. Yeah. And it's amazing how Such much clarity, how much clarity you get and how much presence you get from that and just being back tapped into to the source. And now ideas are coming to you tenfold and yeah. you're getting the, and I think a lot of people do it with, um, you know, and, and I know you're huge on, you know, the, the sexual energy stuff. And I think a lot of people do it in a really interesting way too. You and I were talking about this. Um, even if they're not like, you know, some coomer brain porn junkie or something like that. Yeah. They're, you know, they're giving their, their energy in their, their life force to like things that they really should. And I think one big thing that people would do really, really well of is, and it's something that I consistently keep doing is having that vision and having those, you know, those habits, but also setting your standards and your morals and like really having a code that you live by yeah. as a man or I guess a woman too, you know, and, and really sticking to that. Like that's something that I'm really big on now and, and going to really try to cultivate in my life is like, don't, you know, never ever settle below that top tier standard, even if it's painful, I think that's, it's more than even dopamine. It's people go for, you know, the lowest hanging fruit of pleasure, which is, I guess, sort of dopamine, but, um, you know, like giving themselves these, these easier paths to their victories, ultimately shorting them from getting what they ultimately want. And a lot of times, like I said earlier, you know, the, the trade-off that you're getting is like, it's just not even worth it at all. Yeah, it, I think that's every guy goes through it. I think for the most part, it's like you realize, hmm, okay, what am I doing if these sexual forays are not really turning into anything or, you know, even just pursuing dates all the time because you'd rather... I, I think people have a, a need to not be alone. I think it's probably like part of it as they need always something distracting. I saw a fucking meme the other day on TikTok, not that I saw TikTok as a screenshot, but whatever. Um, this guy was just watching five screens at once so that a stray thought wouldn't pop into their head. Like that was what he was openly admitting to and it had 200,000 likes. Like that is where we're at. It's like people are so, just can't be with their thoughts at all for some reason usually because whenever you're alone with your thoughts and you're not doing the right things, that's when you get fucking anxiety. And that's the other thing with the moral code, right? Is it eliminates all of the heartache, all of the, 
just wasted time. All of the, you know, possible problems, um, Matthew McConaughey calls them red lights, you know, that you set up in your future for you. And you can avoid those by having like some kind of code where you just like blanketly say, okay, no, I'm not going to do this because I know it will, you know, possibly lead to problems or it's not my best use of time and sticking to that. And then you don't have, like, you're not lying to anyone. You don't have these, um, these red lights that we put ourselves in the future. You're just living chill. You know, you haven't harmed anyone. You know, there's no like, oh, should I do this? Should I do that? There's none of that talk in your head, those anxious thoughts. And I think that is a secondary benefit to that, uh, as well as, you know, you're not just wasting your time and energy, um, is that, you know, heaven is a state of mind and a lot of the religious rules uh some of them have you know you know you can take the core lessons from uh from religions overall and like the commandments saying you know do not harm your enemy or whatever harm your don't harm anyone and kill anyone obviously those kinds of rules lead you free of your conscience because you know you've done good by everyone and i'm sure people that do bad by other people like their karma is those thoughts in their head was like man you're a piece of shit you shouldn't have done that or you're rude to this person xyz that is hell and that the hell as well of not living up to your own expectations uh, not that you should have expectations but your standards like everyone knows when they've done a good had a good day had a productive day or done the things they should and avoided the things they shouldn't and that is peace of mind and i think that's why self-improvement and you know treating yourself well is so important because it's the basis for everything and you just live a healthier better life yeah man and that just that goes back to you know i think how we started the the cast talking about you know their people's or everyone's relationship with time and and really just becoming process-based and habit-based because and this is something that I really realized, you know, I had some some moments where it was honestly like everything that I could have thought I wanted, you know, there was like, especially there was a week in, in Brazil when I linked up with a few of the guys and all the, I think they're, they're all on Twitter now. Yeah. Um, some guys I met there that are now really, really good friends of mine. And it was like, you know, I had a great week of, of business you know, like just a big win in my book, you know, doing things that I had never really done before, you know, just big milestones. I'm going out, I'm partying and, you know, with you know, good looking women, just having a great time. And it was yeah. one thing that really struck me is that, I mean, and I'm not against, obviously I'm all for winning and doing those kinds of things, but that's not going to make you happy at the end of the day. It's not, you know, having there, there's, cause it's never ending. It's always and the next so, thing. Yeah. There's always the next thing. And, and I found myself caught up in that a little bit, like, okay, how do I replicate this or do it better or do it, whatever. And like, that doesn't make you happy at all really at the end of the day what does make you happy is knowing that you're building towards the the process like the struggle and you know replicating that into habits that you're doing things that you truly enjoy you know <laughs> meaningful work every day because you don't want because otherwise you you know i got i got into a habit where i'm like you know, if you view these things as something to be paid off, you know, I'm going to do X, Y, Z for X, Y, Z result. 
Yeah. Then you're gonna get X, Y, Z result. And yeah, there's a, there's just always gonna be the next thing. But the more you can craft, like every that's and that's something again. These are all things that I'm working on or things that I've realized over the past few months. The more I can set it up so that I'm okay with every single day being the exact same and in in splotting time for that into my life versus you know these big ups and downs or, or build ups so, and then a release and like the more you can just make your lifestyle so that you could not change anything you know for the rest of your life and obviously there's some you know exceptions to that you know maybe you get, have kids or whatever and i'm sure that'll change it but you know, overall, just having these things set up so that every single day you can do these things, you know, you're not, you're not working, 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 and then you spend time with people, you know, you have meaningful work every day, you train every day, you do something artistic or creative every day, you spend time with people that you want to spend time with every day, you know, you have that time to yourself, the more you can do that. That's been one thing that's like, I've been a huge, huge takeaway for me is stop thinking in terms of these, these time blocks or these periods, or I'm doing this until then. It's just like, how can I set up my life so that I can do these things and be happy doing them for the next 30 years, 40 years, a hundred years. And and be okay with that and be happy with that and just enjoy each day as it comes yeah yeah i'm i mean that's pretty much what i've set up now like so grateful and blessed to have been able to do this but you know i would swim in the ocean three times a day um i'm writing doing creative work talk to some people do some business whatever uh and then the afternoons you know i'm walking outside i'm training lifting weights cooking good food stretching going to yoga like that's you know that's a productive day you're ticking things everything over uh every day and putting out content every day but i could do that you know like groundhog day and eventually it'll all work itself out i'm still taking care of myself that's what you know I'm very lucky to have be able to work for myself now. That's why I think I encourage so many dudes just fucking start some kind of business where you can work on your own schedule because it's a complete game changer. Like your independence um, skyrockets and it's just a better place to be. Yeah, I mean, even if you're and the world's changing too. And so even if you're not doing because i still a lot of the stuff i do i'm still you know beholden to uh, a schedule in some regard if i'm you know if i'm doing if i'm selling something for someone else or whatever it might be right or even if you're you know have we have guys that we train you know i'm beholden to them and there's still responsibilities that go along with that and so even if they can't you know at the end of the day you're never going to not have responsibilities at least you know, for a few, I mean, you can definitely set it up that way, especially with the internet, you know, to minimize it as much as possible. And once you delegate and do things like that, but man, I would, I would tell people, you know, even if you are working for someone else, you can always fit those. That's a thing, dude. We always, people, so it's like, I've just been thinking about this so much people's relationship with time and my relationship with time. Even if you are working for someone else, you know, maybe you're working for them, you have like the worst setup, you know, you have an hour commute each way, and then you're going to work from nine to five. So you're AWOL from, you know, 730 
a.m. to 7.30 p.m., right? And then obviously you have to sleep. And, um, but even that, dude, just like, if you have something that you can do it and you enjoy it, maybe you come home and you make music for an hour or you go surf for an hour in the morning or you go train MMA or you go lift, doing those things and setting that up is going to be so, I mean, otherworldly beneficial that it's just, uh, and it's so funny that we convince ourselves that we don't have time or yeah that's the thing it's the reallocation of time most people are wasting two hours a night watching tv but it's like you cut out all that shit you cut out 15 minute instagram breaks eight times a day that's an extra two hours you know like yeah that stuff turned into positive health habits wherever you're at in life that's your first steps right and then you work on everything else do what you can do the best you can in any situation as it is at the moment and then work towards whatever it is you want hundred percent, you know, and I am, I'm really big on, you know, it's funny too, because as you get more of these things that you think you want, you know, or what most people think that they want or whatever, you know, money or material objects or women like now I don't, I mean, I still, there's still a lot of things that I want, right? I'm not going to say that I don't, but it's just really interesting now, like, all I really care about is having the time and the the freedom and independence so that I can do the hobbies that I like, you know, yeah. like I really, you know, you, I know you've been surfing recently, um, things like that or, or skateboarding or making yeah. music or, or fighting. Like that's really what, what I, you know, even care about and enjoy more than, any of these other things just because it's it's tangible and it's real and um yeah. it's just fun and enjoyable man and it's in a, a type of fun and enjoyable that allows you to be present with it whereas a lot of the you know when you get in these build up and release mindsets with a lot of these things you don't get as much enjoyment from it because then you're just scrambling to recreate it yeah it's um well, I think it's also just humans are meant to move all day. And when like life is just better when we're doing things that encourage movement and most of the things you listed, you know, exercise or some creative hobby, it's, it's so needed now because everything's input based rather than output based. We have so much information coming in from social media, from TV shows, from movies, podcasts, music, everything is input, input, input into our brains cutting into that internal thought, that connection. You can't pay attention to yourself if you're constantly reacting to things uh, outside of the body and outside of your mind. When you sit down and maybe you're busy doing a sport or when you're creating something that that's, that's output-based, you're doing something in, in, the, in the physical world or drawing from the creative world, putting pen to paper, whatever it is, writing, that is almost an offset for the buildup of inputs that is so common now. It's just like your senses are assaulted in every form in built up areas. Like the music's on at the gym all the time. They're blasting the news in the fucking toilets, TVs, you know, loud noises, all of that. It's you, your brain can't handle that. Yeah, and I think, and you said, you know, you encourage every guy to start a business. 
like even more and that's great i need i do too um but yeah man more than anything i encourage people to create something because yeah. also too you know that leads to to business you know create for the sake of of artistry in in craftsmanship and having that of mindset because that's something i see too you know there everybody gets everybody thinks of and this is um something that i took away from um from Colty Bra, he's one of my favorite people that posts content. Um, he, he posted something a long time ago that really, really stuck with me was the idea of, you know, you can like he said, he said something along the lines of the I used to make business decisions. And then I realized that, you know, the better creative decisions I made, the better business decisions they were. Right. And, and basically that concept of just, you know, being unique and kind of coming from a place of genuine creation, whereas mm-hmm. everybody's in a big rush now. And I think there's a lot of emphasis lost on and even like I think Bab talked about this, you know, talking about the there's like we've lost like an emphasis on true quality and craftsmanship and, and dedication to these things. And I think so the yeah. more that anyone can truly genuinely create and come from a place of because it's really interesting too i almost think our thoughts are chosen from for us to a sense of because our thoughts really are our, our own thoughts you are not your thoughts they're the things that that come to you yeah and you know and that goes back into like the concept of you know the akashic records or you know whatever the hell you want to call it but your thoughts are not your own. They come to you from this this energetic web that we're all in. And the more you can open yourself up to that and, you know, really truly create from that no mind kind of presence place. Tej also talks about this. You're you're going to be way more fulfilled and you're also gonna do way better in a business sense, you know? Like yeah. whenever I try to manufacture business, business sucks. Whenever I let it come to me, it's is so much more fulfilling and easier and effective. Yeah. Almost. And so really it's unique. Just finding that. Everyone has a different energetic attachment to that source and finding mm-hmm. your creative voice. And no one paints the same. No one writes the same. Like everyone has their own unique way of creating through their specific individual attachment to source energy that the skill of itself of tapping into that letting the muse come to you is uh it's you can't copy that and you know people try to copy it but it just doesn't you know there's innovators the people that just stay true to themselves and they have new ideas because it's their stuff or their own unique way of doing things and they don't let other people's opinions or uh value assessments of what they think is cool or not or successful or not impact that and that's where the big, you know, Apple, Steve Jobs was one of the biggest innovators ever. Now they're the biggest company ever, or one of the biggest companies ever. You know, these things, not every business is like that, of course, but Nike, same initially, it was a revolutionary, like nicely made shoe for the time. Whether you can say that was a good thing, now we've got everyone's feet and ankles are fucked up, <laughs> which I'm sure you know. Uh, but yeah, it's the creation and staying true to yourself and your voice because no one else is going to be able to do that. That is going to bring your most individual success. Yeah, man. And it's like, 
and also too when you you can't really truly align yourself to your long-term vision you'll never be fulfilled in your long-term vision if you don't do that because at the end of the day if you get to that long-term vision through any other means but that was it really even your long-term vision probably not you know and yeah. it's um and it's you know it's kind of echoed through a lot of these things we've been talking about i think with you know your physical body in in that awareness and it's just like it's the same concept there you at the end of the day you're creating muscle and the more that you can you know self-align yourself with that intuitively and understand your own body and your own health the more you can create one that you truly want right and that's i think it's that's so funny to think about because of you know all of the especially in the mainstream health space of you know the the source kind of people you know yeah uh you, you can't you can't create that from and that's you know it's the same thing with business or with or with girls like a lot of a lot of dudes are like thinking of these concepts rather than putting skin in the game and in creating something you know and just being in tune and present with that and acting that way you know and coming from their own genuine place yeah 100% it's just a skill i guess you hopefully learn like once you understand that that's essentially the creative process um you can open yourself up to that i also think like i know i go through cycles where i'm much more creative and then i'm not and maybe those uh you know lifestyle related but i don't think you can be excessively creative every single day like you can always do something you can always write something but there are times where you are just so much more creatively in flow uh that i don't know what do you think do you think it's uh lifestyle based do you think it's there are cycles what do you think so i think that a big piece of it I, I agree with that, right? I have days where, you know, I'm tapped in. Um, but I also think a, a lot of that is is also, you know, associated with people's presence of, of like, I think if you're not creative in that, I guess, zone, um, it's probably because you're not, and it really goes back to that relationship with time that we're talking about, you know, like anytime I think of myself where I'm like, out of the the creative space it's because i'm drowning out my own input with with other things and i'm and i'm too locked into other people's stuff you know or i'm i'm too i have too much uh attachment towards you know what it's going to look like objectively or and it's almost like a form of, of judgment, I guess, which you definitely need that, right? You need some sort of lens. Otherwise, you know, you get a whole lot of, you get a big shithole of cringe, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, I think it's more so, like, I think you can be in that mode all the time. It's just people yeah. have a, a misjudged, they're either too locked into other people's stuff or they have some sort of attachment to it like for example if a lot of and i think this is why a lot of people on on social media that that want to build a business or something like that they don't do well is because they're you're never going to create something good 
if your only intentions of it are how is this gonna do you know that's why the best people on yeah. say twitter or instagram that's why everybody fucks with them because they're coming from it from a place of true creation so i think a lot of times you're definitely gonna have up and down days you know and a lot of that too comes from your habits you know if i'm at the end of the day if i'm not reading other people's stuff and i don't have attachment to it and i'm doing all the things health-wise that i know i need to do to feed into the person that i want to be i rarely ever have these creative problems because there's yeah. an infinite flow of it and so i would say it's more so lifestyle based and then the you know i i can always trace back trace back when i'm not in that mode or yeah, in my yeah. best you know my highest self form of expression to something i did at yeah. the end of the day yeah and so that and that's right. again why I'm, um so just building back on it you know that's how I'm, why i'm trying to just now you know get in a place where i'm routinely forcing myself to be that person in a sense of you know i wake up and i have that morning hour to myself to to think nothing essentially you know go watch a sunrise yeah uh, you know do these things go work out go get sun you know work on the things i have to work on but i'm allotting that time to do so and you know just not having attachments to it and just um yeah i think that's you know been one of my the, I guess the biggest strengths that I've had going for me so far is I've been able to, you know, as long as I do those things, I can have a pretty good, consistent creative output. Yeah, I think uh, it's just the natural human potential that everyone has, but it's so blocked by everything in our modern world, especially the phone, the like distraction the distraction machine that everyone carries around with them uh, every day, unfortunately. But, you know, I have hope, just like I have hope that all this nonsense is kind of wrapping itself up. Uh, I think I'm, I'm optimist, more optimistic now uh, that enough people have kind of had enough of all this bullshit that, again, mass awakening kind of scenario. Yeah, I mean, I like to when I talk to people like you or, you know, my my friends, I think the same. And then I uh, <laughs> but that's also how it works, too, is that's how you create some sort of a, a mass awakening by not not even entertaining, you know, some of this bullshit. It's been really, really interesting. You know, Florida is really, really open right now, um, but Miami is still. I mean, and it makes it doesn't make sense, but it does make sense in the sense of you know it's a huge international city, so obviously it's going to be you know stricter than some of the more rural places or smaller cities or things like that. But um, it's really interesting, man, just to see the 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 disparity of people's thought and and how it aligns with with all of these different things and just how much. Man, it's just it, that that stuff, you know, black pills mean. So I just try to stay away from yeah, it as yeah. much as as much as humanly possible. Just don't even entertain it in my energy, and then it can't really affect me. And I mean, which I guess is kind of a. And I sometimes I think that's a stupid mindset because it's part of the reason where we are where we are today. Yeah. Um, is, is people like us ignoring this shit? Yeah. But 
Um, it's a it's a tough balance. Yeah, it is, and you know, ideally, you would aggressively stand up for all the things you really care about, and like you try and logically refute people and say, "Oh no, this is actually why you're wrong." But none of that works for the most part. And I think uh, there's a place for spreading the ideas. We still say stuff on Twitter, contributing to the mass kind of just putting our opinion out there. I think that's important. You should always say that. But as far as like locally arguing, maybe, you know what, you know, that's how things change in government. I'm sure if every single person that hated all this bullshit went to their local government offices every day and said, this is bullshit, uh, the things would change a lot quicker, honestly. Like that's just the nature of things. But for the most part, most people have just been accepted and not written to their local government officials or whatever else because they think it's there's no point in it but every great political movement has started with one person i guess um so i see both sides and it's not like i think maybe there's just pockets of your life where you focus more on that and say your part and do your civil obedient uh civil duty uh but simultaneously you can't let the hyper emotionalized world of politics color your day-to-day -day life because then you just get nothing done you're just letting all that negative energy into your state which just fucks you up and that's also why so many people are fucking stressed out these days yeah and i was uh i was talking to lobo about this before he he left here and um we were having a conversation about all these things and i think what we and he, he brought this up and I agree with him. I think what we really need more than anything now is, is unity. And you were talking about that. You said some, you posted about that yesterday. Um, but even like a more like that's yes. But at the same time, I think a lot of the people are so far gone and it's really just a line of like, yeah, you know, some, some people are genuinely against everything I, that, that I believe. Right. Yeah, and yeah. I have no desire to even, you know, <laughs> rectify relationships in that stance. Yeah. Unless it was more I'm general. Wrong. Some people made that point and it was like, yes, there are some things which you just can't agree with and you have to work against. But for the most part, I think like people that identify as Democrat or Republican, they're not on those hard lines that you see exaggerated in the media. And that's the more that I was saying. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. And I was just even more so, I was really even referring like a different kind of unity. Like we need people in, we need to harbor, you know, more in-depth relationships and more in-depth communities and, and get people to get, because right now, you know, you talked about like a great awakening and I believe it's possible, but it's never going to be like right now we're so spread out. You know, everybody is me and yeah. you believing the same things when you're, you know, down under and I'm in Miami. Doesn't I mean we can do our we and I think we have, you know, made a dent, but it's not really gonna do anything at the end of the day because if everyone around you is negating your influence like locally or mm. you know, jurisdictionally, and then they're doing the same thing to me here, you know, it doesn't work and so i think that's the next move for something like this is you know really fostering 
community in that regard yeah and building out something where like-minded people can you know really truly have something to belong to it's starting on the internet but it needs to get off the internet and and exist in material reality yeah no you're correct and that is the next stage and i think we shall see something emerge uh in the next two years or so whatever that may be not sure yet but i have high hopes big dreams and great expectations yeah me, me too it's uh, i'm really excited to see where everything goes uh, we gotta either we gotta get them to open things up over there so we can get together and uh you know just get things rocking yeah man i i don't know what's gonna happen they're currently saying no travel till 2022 so hopefully enough people kick up a fuss i'm gonna be writing some letters <laughs> and um yeah I, i'm sure it'll figure itself out even if i have to stow away uh on some ship and get out hypothetically hypothetically that would you know this is all allegedly of course <laughs> um all right man thanks so much for joining me again uh Logue fits everyone thanks for joining me on this episode of soulcast really appreciate it brother always a pleasure dude great chatting with you um yeah happy to be here awesome man um cool well thanks for listening everyone at home and we'll see you next time